Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome in to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast, Chiefs Victory Party, Sterling Holmes, Matt Verderam, Patrick Allen, here for the Victory Party, here to party with you. We're brought to you by at Casey Beer Co. on Twitter, the Kansas City Beer Company, cracking one open right now. It's a dunkle. It's delicious. Cheers to the Chiefs and to your MVP of the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, with the MVP drive at the end of that game after a really frustrating first half from this team that came through. Second half team, we said it at halftime. Matt Verderam, is there any question that, that that was an MVP drive from Patrick Mahomes? No. No, it was not. Um, look, that is why he's the best player in the world. They needed him in that moment to drive them down the field. And I can honestly say, as much as I scream at them, like when they when they win commercial before the Chiefs got the ball in the final drive, I felt extreme confidence that the game was about to end the way it did. Like I just I completely believe they're going down the field and scoring. And then once once there was that uh holding call on James on third down, I was like, oh this this is over. Like that was the one shot they might have like, you get them a yeah. fourth and maybe somebody drops a ball or whatever. The second they completed you know they they converted that, that's it, man. That's Mahomes. And that's the AFC West. It's over. Did you see the cutaway to Justin Herbert? It was incredible. Herbert just looked like he just knew Mahomes was about to score, rip his heart out. He looked dejected. You're yeah. up four with 36 <laughs> seconds left, and all of a sudden he's like, I have no faith. No, it's over. <laughs> they, when they showed him, it's so funny you said that, because when I'm, when I'm watching the game a lot of times, if I can, I'll sit there and watch the game. With, you know, I'll talk to my dad on the phone. They showed that they showed that shot. I said to my father, I won't actually repeat exactly what I said, but I said, God, he, he looks like he just saw somebody murder his whole family. <laughs> like you seeing his eyes, he's like, not good. Not like not not good for me. Oh, it reminded me of when they showed Allen during the playoff game when like they, they do that, they, they they won the toss and they cut to him, and it was just a look of just complete resignation. <laughs> oh dear God, here it comes. And you know what, man? At the end of the day. They made hey, not to toot our own horns. Every adjustment we talked about at halftime, they made. They, they ran the ball a lot more. They blitzed more. They got more demand coverage. You know, I mean, everything we talked about, like they and, and look, I'm not. We didn't win the game. They did, but I, but we talked about all this stuff. Like it's frustrating they didn't just start the game like that. But when they went to it, they were brutally effective. And their defensive front tonight was the underrated star of the game. Yeah, I've, and Frank Clark doesn't have a sack. Frank Clark played a great game tonight. He was. Excellent all over the field. Yeah, the Chiefs really have something there with, you know, if they can swap out Dunlap and Frank Clark and keep both of those guys fresh, that's a really good combo for them. If together combined, they're a good, you know, pass rusher, that's good news for the Chiefs. Yeah, at the end of the day, you're looking at this game, you know, 329 passing yards from Mahomes, three tutties, no interceptions, 9.7 average. And the Chiefs ran 27 times 
for 163 yards. That's and I, you know, if you were watching the halftime show and you thought, you know, these guys are overreacting, somebody in the in the Arrowhead Discord said Patrick with his best Matt Verderam rant, and I said, well, I had to do it, so I was afraid Verderam was going to have a heart, uh, you know, coronary. Um, <laughs> I said, strong. yeah, you know, we were upset because because of what we saw in the second half. If the Chiefs had played that way the entire game, they this pro- this didn't probably didn't need to be this close, right? Correct. Correct. And, 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 and it makes things easier on Mahomes and it makes things easier on the offensive line. You saw plays, many plays in the second half where plays worked for the Chiefs because the Chargers defense was frozen because they thought that they were going to run the ball. It just makes things easier. It slows down that pass rush. Got a, a, a few super chats to get to as everybody is being so generous in the um, in the in the victory party. Doug says um, uh, AA was on the money sloppy game. Chiefs win, of course. And uh, Hall of Famer Kelsey, let's go. Sloth style, our guy, one of our members, Cheers Boys, celebrating with a KC beer. Love it. Uh, our guy, Austin Choi, uh, we deserve Mahomes after 30 years of heartbreak. You're goddamn right we do. Um, Paul DeSantis, Mahomes and Kelsey are climbing the list of greatest duos. Matt, they listen to you indeed. Uh, 19 EHF. Remember when Alan tweeted uh, some people would get exposed? Do you guys know what that means? Keenan Allen. I Keenan believe. Allen. Oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, correct. Did yeah. He? Yeah. Uh, um, tough, and then uh, Chris, Chris, Chris Burroughs, cheers from Indianapolis. Uh, can we just play the Texans for the rest of the season? Arrowhead for Pacheco, monster game for the man, absolutely. And then our guy Daniel, uh, I swear they, they, they had your halftime show on during the break. They listened to everything completely different in the second half. No Tony, no Juju, no problem. It is well known that Andy Reid does not give a halftime speech. He just puts on the Arrowhead Attic podcast halftime show in the locker room and says, listen to Vertoram. <laughs> I'd love to hear, like, I'd love for that to actually be the case. And, like, after I'm done screaming about how they drive me nuts with the play calling, if, like, Andy's just like, it's tough, but it's fair. It's, you know, <laughs> I, 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 all right, we're going to go out there and, no, like, you know what? I just think, and by the way, one other thing that we talked about, which wasn't so much an adjustment as much as I think it was an attitude adjustment. The second half of the game, the Chargers, they ran 13 times for 39 yards. And a lot of those yards was Herbert taking off scrambling. Like, yeah. they did nothing running the football. My biggest takeaway from that game was they in the second half, finally, and I pray this is something that sticks, they just said, you know what, run them right the fuck over. Just run them over. Like if, they, if we are going to beat them – I didn't even get mad when they had that third and one. They got stuffed. Like you can't get mad if you're, you know, if you're asking them to run, then you get stuffed. Like I, I always like when they spread you out a little bit more because it just creates some more lanes. But that said, I had no problem with it. You know what? I love that they came out in second half. And not only did they run, they ran effectively. They kept the other, they kept Herbert off the field for like seven minutes, whatever that drive was. But they defensively, outside of one big massive breakdown on third and eighteen, they did the job, man. I mean, other than that play, really, they stopped them. Over and over and over. And what effort by Nick Bolton on that pick to end the game. What was he, 20, 25 yards downfield? I mean, that was a great – at first when the ball got knocked away by Bush, I was like, awesome. Like, you know, it's going to be whatever it was, third and 15. And out of nowhere, at first I thought it was Snead because of the dreads. I just thought, like, well, that's who would be down there. And then I I thought maybe Justin Reed. Couldn't believe it was Nick Bolton all the way down. Great play. Absolutely great play. Second half spags. It's a real thing. <laughs> First half, he goes, fuck it. Do what you guys want. I'll let you guys have fun. Whatever you guys want to run, you're allowed to run it. Second, he's like, all right, we're doing it my way now. It really is incredible. Every single game this season, and again, 
I, I will say Mike Williams being out, you know, halfway, what was it, the first quarter? Yeah. Second, whatever, on, it helped. It helped. But the, the changes were drastic. You mentioned the ability to stop the run, the tackling, the pressure on Justin Herbert. Chris Jones, can we have the conversation for defensive player of the year? I mean, seriously, he, he is playing like the defensive player of the year. I don't want to don't give me Micah Parsons. Don't give me Aaron Donald. Give me Chris Jones. I, I, yeah. I completely oh, agree. He's been phenomenal. His, his heads up play at the end of the game there to realize what Herbert was going to do and try to run up the middle. And if he doesn't make that play, maybe he gets the first down. Maybe they end up in field goal range. We're sitting here sweating it out in overtime. Instead, the Chiefs win. And good on Nick Bolton for making up. He made a couple plays in the second half. He he made up for his idiotic blunder in the in the first half. Uh, it's nice to see that redemption for him. Do you want a smart lock, a 2K cam and doorbell all in one? Now you can with Eufy, the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. Easy to install. All you need is just a Phillips screwdriver. So easy that even I, yes, I figured out how to install it. It's a keyless entry, so no more fumbling for the keys, which, by the way, I didn't even have a key to my front door. Uh, yeah, I had to go through the garage, so I would be SOL if something were to happen, but not anymore with Eufy. It's keyless. You have no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge monthly fees. Your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage, and the customer service is top-notch now. Let's be real. I didn't have to use it. I figured out how to use that Phillips screwdriver to install. Trust me, guys. I, I, I'm not lying to you. It is extremely easy. But if you have issues with your Eufy or installation, be rest assured Eufy's on standby for you 24-7, so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty. If you want to check it out, which I highly recommend you do, check out the Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. My God, isn't it great to be a Chiefs fan and to like 
you know, after all the years of like losing to Philip Rivers and Elway and all that shit, isn't it great to just be sitting here and be like, yeah, they almost got us, but we won again. And to know that you've got Mahomes and that he's never lost a road game in the division, which is preposterous. And when you're sitting here and you're just like, we did it to the Chargers again. They have to wait a whole nother year. And it was Travis Kelsey, the Charger killer, which is, you know, forget Zeus. He's the Charger killer. Well, you know, the second the offseason starts, national media, well, this is why the Chargers are going to win the AFC West. You know what's going to happen. But it's Killer <laughs> Kelsey and the Grim Reaper. We yeah. have it. I mean, Travis Kelsey ripped the heart out of every single Chargers fan, Derwin James included. No one, no one can stop Travis Kelsey. You gotta be so frustrated. It's so great. It's it's unparalleled how great he is at the position. Like I understand that Gonzalez has more longevity and and, and Gates has more touchdowns. Like I get all that. Gronk has more touchdowns. There has never been at that position a more devastating receiver than him ever. The guy the guy's like eight hundred and forty five yards receiving this year and eleven touchdowns. I mean, he might go, literally might go for like 1,400 yards and 15 touchdowns, 16 right. touchdowns. It's also, we we are to the point now with Mahomes where I also think he'd have to fall apart not to win the MVP. I mean, he is so far ahead of everybody else at this juncture. He has three more, th- what is he getting, 28 on the year now, I believe? Something like that, yeah. Another 329 yards of, of, of it's, yardage. It's unbelievable. I mean, he yeah. is on pace. to. He might break Manning's record in 16 games. Like, that's where you are with this. But that's why even as mad as I was at them during the halftime, I said, I'd probably still win the game because yeah. they find ways. Their way was Mahomes with the ball. I mean, I always put myself, like, if I was on the other side, if I was rooting for the other team or I was coaching their team player, they said, what would I be thinking? And I thought to myself in the Chargers score, I'm like, man, that's great. I'd be shitting my pants. I'd be, <laughs> I had to cross and no, know he, he's got the ball. And you got, you know, whatever it was, a buck 40 and two timeouts. Like, how often do you watch a game – and there's a minute 40 and two timeouts. And you're yeah. like, that's an enormous amount of time. Like, to the point where you're not even concerned about the time. Right. Like, I honestly, guys, was more concerned that he'd score too quickly. Like, that really was. Like, I really was yeah. sitting there like, oh, God, they're going to score with, like, a minute left on the clock. Because you know, like, when they have to go into that mode, they just – they go rolling down the field. And what do you know? I mean, they scored that 31 seconds. I was like, oh, God, please just don't get beat deep. <laughs> right. like, yeah. That's the fear you have. They got it done. They were they were excellent in the second half of the game. If they played like that, they would have won by 30 points. I want to talk a little bit more about future Hall of Famer Travis Kelsey. You know, we all know he's great. But in this game in particular, you're coming into this game, you've got no Juju Smith-Schuster. You've got no McCole Hardman. Kadarius Tony leaves very early. Very early. Yeah. You're the Chargers. You know that you've got one guy to stop. Like, all due respect to the rest of the Chiefs receivers and, and, and guys stepped up and played well. You you're not worried about it. Right, you're not worried about Justin Watson or Sky Moore or MVS. Like, you need to stop Travis Kelsey. You're roughing him up. You're holding him. You're knocking him down. You're doing all the shit that you're supposed to do. And he still goes six for one fifteen and three touchdowns. Pretty much single handedly beats you. What, what do you do? I mean, you basically. I think the only way that you could stop him is to do what what Romeo Cornell did to Antonio Gates that one time. You just put like four guys in a circle and they just all held hands. <laughs> it's the only way. Well, I actually did a film study earlier this year where the Raiders legitimately did that with two guys on third down. They treated them like a punt gunner 
And not only did they take a holding penalty, the Chiefs gained like 40 yards. <laughs> they actually did do that and then just got killed anyway. Right. Listen, it's it's got to be said. I mean, I agree with everything you put out there. Like, no doubt. Sky Moore had a really good game. Mm-hmm. Like, a really good game. Like, every time the ball was to him, tough catches. But, I mean, he cooked Derwin James now. But there was that one. I mean, he cooked him on third down. There's not too many guys in the league cooking Derwin James. I mean, just ate him up. I That was... When you're doing stuff like that, that that makes me wonder, like, well, maybe if you had more opportunities. Now, I, I don't want to get into the whole, like, he's got to be out there. Last week. Last no. week, you were like, I don't <laughs> care about Skyline. I don't. I don't care. Like, to me, I'm not – what I'm saying is I'm not I'm not saying, like, oh, they've got to force him out on the field. Look, they've got other guys, and that's fine. Yeah. Like, Sky Moore – but what I do think it means is moving forward that you could, you could say, hey, look, maybe there's a lot to like about him, you know – in situational ball this year, next year, if they lose a guy like a hard minute free agency, I'm not saying that yeah, you're going to force them out there. Look, they're, they're doing just fine with the rotation they've got here. Okay. But what I'm saying is if you have a night like tonight where you need him, he looks like he can play. Like he played really well. So good for the kid and Pacheco shot. I mean, over a hundred yards rushing. He, he looks like somebody who could make a difference. This guy getting the ball. Does Brett Veach get a lot of credit this game? We, we mentioned two rookies. We're, yeah. we're mentioning, let's say, Trent McDuffie. Joshua Williams got cooked by Keenan Allen. It's going to happen. But we're talking about building blocks of the future, having success right now. And this what I, I keep going back to this. In what was supposed to be a retooling, reloading season, the Chiefs are 8-2, and two, first place in the AFC West, first place in the AFC if you are another team in the AFC, you have to be shitting your pants right now going, this was our year to take advantage of the Chiefs rebuilding or reloading. That's not the case. They get the Rams next. And we don't, you know, we stay on tonight, but just quickly, they have the Rams next. The Rams may or may not have Stafford. Even if they have Stafford, the Chiefs are a double-digit favorite in that game. Then they play the Bengals, which is the game left on their schedule. And after that, they're going to be a double-digit favorite in every game, except for maybe the Seattle game where they'll be like a touchdown favorite. I mean, you're talking two against Denver, the Raiders, and the Texans. Like, that game tonight, that changes a lot for you now moving forward. You have the pole position, and five of your last seven are games you ought to just smoke who you're playing. I mean, let's be honest. Like, let's just – doesn't mean they will, like, but they should. Huge win. Defense steps up. Offense steps up. But I, I really think the, the – the, Talking point. It's just sometimes it's a simple thing. It's the obvious thing. It's Mahomes. Like it's just you know while we were doing this, my my father texts me and he's like, just face it. Like when all said and done, we have the guy. There's nobody better, and it's the truth. Like that is it. Sometimes it's like when the Bulls had Jordan all those years, and you're like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like I don't give a shit about Carl Malone. It doesn't matter. Right. Like Jordan's going to beat him at some point. And Herbert, for as good as he is, man, that face he was making on the sideline, you're like, yep, you know it's coming. I know it's coming. Everybody in that building knows it's coming. Like, he, Mahomes is going in. He's scoring. And it was inevitable. Why doesn't Joe Lombardi and Justin Herbert do this every other game when they're not facing Kansas City? It's like they focus all their energy. This is their Super Bowl. The two times a year they play Kansas City. Let's have a good game plan. Let's trust Herbert to throw the ball downfield. And then next week, what happens? 16 dump-offs to Eckler. And it is the Super Bowl for them because just like when they're in it, they lose. You know, just the same as that. Yeah, you know, it's just it's a charge. You know what? You know what it is, too, guys. Look, we've been on this side, right? Like we've been on the side pre Mahomes. We're like, you always knew. 
like the other shoe was coming. It just was. Like there was always some, especially when you played quarterbacks of, of a stature that you knew like were better than an Alex Smith or a, a, a Castle or Green or whoever. It's so funny now on the other side of it, where as mad as I was at them for giving up third and 18 and all that, like when they, then they got the ball back, I really genuinely was like, they're winning this game. Like he is driving them right. To, I My only fear was like, you know, a strip sack or something. But I'm like, if he gets the ball out clean, this game's over. The Chargers have no chance. And as they started to march, like, yeah, it's over. Like, it's it's, it's just a matter of how are they going to score? Who's going to catch it? And then when he hit Kelsey, you're like, of, of course. Of course it's Kelsey. And he just jogs into the end zone and game over. Hey, this is the Arrowhead to Attic podcast, Chiefs Victory Party. If you like this content, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. And hey, guess what? We're coming to Kansas City, so you can come see us live show. We're hosting a Chiefs uh, Broncos live watch party at Tanner's Bar and Grill in Kansas City, Kansas, not far from Sterling's house on December 11th for Sunday night football. Check out the link in the description. Uh, there's there's tickets available for you to RSVP. It doesn't guarantee you a seat, but what it does guarantee you is five extra raffle tickets and the first 50 of you to check in with us at the event will get a free gift. You can also get more details at arrowheadattic.com slash events some more super chats and, and gifts to get to here. Um, our guy, uh, NY Chiefs fan, that was a lot of fun, especially after Patrick Allen's opening comments of a halftime show. I love our dumbest team. Me too, brother. Uh, TBT Chiefs football podcast. All of the sports media said LA Chargers would win the AFC West, but we them boys, bad first half, but Mahomes does what he does, and Travis is a Hall of Fame player. They both are. AJ says, so frustrating how they can just can't just do this for a whole game. I agree. Um, how can the coaching staff be so different half to half? That That is one of life's great mysteries. Sam Hunter, unsung heroes of the game are Fortson Gray and Watson for their blocking. And uh, Cheeto Freak says, great show, fellas. Question, how will the Chargers win the AFC West as predicted now? <laughs> Path looks rough, but media wouldn't lie. Uh, well, let's see. Um, a black hole probably would have to open up and swallow Mahomes and Kelsey. Um, they still wouldn't want it. Yeah, they still win. You're right. Guys still think win the <laughs> You're right. Do you know, like, just quick stats here. Do you know that Mahomes is career? And I'm sure a lot of you guys know this. Mahomes in his career is 14 and 0 on the road in the division. It's 14 and 0 since 2016, when this 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 run in the division started, if you will. They are 34 and five against the AFC West. The only other teams that have ever won seven straight division titles in NFL history are the 73 to the 79 Rams and the 20. The 2009 to, to the 2019 Patriots. That's it. They're the only two other teams to ever win seven straight division titles. And unless the Chiefs decide to all simultaneously retire, they're going to win this title. And it, it's not, they're not even going to sweat for it. And as Sterling brought up, and he's brought up before, and he's right. Again, this was supposed to be the year where, like, well, you know, the Broncos went out and got Russ, and he's going to cook. Hilarious. <laughs> The, the Raiders, like, they went out and got Devontae Adams, and they got Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones has half a sack this season. Half a sack. Mike Danette put up 400% of his production tonight. Okay. The Chargers, they got J.C. Jackson, got Khalil Mack. Here it comes. Bolt up. Nope, still trash. Five and five. Can't win a game that matters. Like, it's it's honestly, it's, it's incredible. Like, the Chiefs – all the guys are talking about tonight outside of Mahomes and Kelsey, like Moore, Pacheco, these corners. They're rookies. Like, yeah. And this is a team that next year is probably going to have 50 to 70 million in cap space and 10 picks. Like, it's, it's just 
Good luck. Good luck. I mean, honestly, as long as Mahomes is upright, they might win 10, 12 divisions. I get, there is nobody. The Broncos don't even have their freaking picks. <laughs> I mean, it's just unbelievable. The Raiders, are, they can't fire McDaniels because they're too broke to hire another coach. That's <laughs> so great. I mean, the Chargers, like, call me when they win one game. Call me when the Chargers win one game that ever matters. Yeah, It's just incredible. And they're capped out, by the way. It's it's ridiculous. And they haven't even paid Herbert yet. It's 50-plus million a year. So have fun. Another interesting stat here. Five more sacks for the Chiefs on defense tonight. A couple from Chris Jones, Willie Gay, uh, Mike Dana again. Going into the season, we were really worried about this pass rush, but so far they've found a way. And it seems to me, am I, you can tell me if I'm wrong in this, but it feels, it feels like it's getting better as the season is going on. It is getting better. For sure. The progression has been incredible to watch. Karloftis, by the way, is still not putting up sack numbers, but he's getting pressure. He's affecting the quarterback. Dunlap is coming into his own. Frank Clark's had a nice season. Again, I keep preface it by saying he's not having a great year. But he's having a very nice year for Frank Clark. From what we've seen from him in Kansas City, he's having a solid season. But I do think credit needs to be given to Spagnolo. He's sending different guys. Legereus Need, Willie Gay Jr. getting sent on that blitz was untouched. He's using Chris Jones at edge in certain pass rush situations and not putting him there in run situations. Like, I think Spagnolo is doing a good job using his players the best way he can. We saw Mike Dana on the inside on that on his sack, right? He came from the interior. Like, he's doing stuff he did with the Giants. He doesn't have a stray hand, unless you're considering Chris Jones that, but he's finding the best way to use these guys to their strengths. I find it very impressive. What do you guys make of the Spagnolo? Uh, second half brilliance. I people, somebody sent me a message on Twitter and they were like, He's the worst defensive coordinator in the history of the NFL in the first half, and then in the second half, he's the best. Um, I, I don't remember this really being the case. I remember, you know, early season Steve Spagnolo defense not good, gets better as the year goes on, and that's certainly happening again this year, but I don't remember. Them just it's just a pattern this year. What do you make of it, Vertoram? Is it just they're just making really good adjustments? Is it is it is it that they have better personnel to make those adjustment those adjustments this year? So we're seeing like a more stark difference from from first half to second half. I don't know what the hell it is. <laughs> you know, I, I really don't. I wish I knew. You're man. supposed to have all the answers, man. I know. Well, you know, I save them for the coaching staff at halftime when you know they, they turn on. They're like, all right. Let's fire it up. Let's see. You know, I almost like I almost wonder if it's a joke. Like they're walking off the field and they're like, "Listen, he's going to be pissed. He's going to be great." Like, how much do you, th- do you think we fucked with him enough yet? Or should we go into the third quarter with him? Like, nah, it's getting a little hairy. Let's you know, it's a turnaround. But all right. By the way, Andy Reid just just talks so much crap at the presser that it's actually worth like bringing up. According to Aaron Ladd, Andy Reid quote: "We've done it with 13 seconds, so a minute feels like an eternity." And hilarious. So just, just, just takes a shots essentially at two different teams simultaneously. No, I mean, look, man, you know, I think I honestly think with the Chiefs, part of it is I think if Spags had his brothers, they would play a certain way. Like they would they would mix the, the man in the zone and they wouldn't blitz as much as they maybe had to early in the year. But I think what they realized game in and game out at halftime is like, what do, look, what are we doing? Like just get up and press them and just blitz them. Just go at Now, to be fair, I will say this. While they did blitz, I feel like a little bit more. I have to go back to tape and watch. I mean, Gay Sack was off a of blitz. Like, they 
they got home with four guys a lot in the second half of the game. They just did. I mean, even Karloftis and Clark, who didn't have sacks, they were good. Like, Karloftis was too. Karloftis played really well tonight. Dunlap played really well tonight. They all did up front. Like, but right now, let's also call this one. Jones is maybe the best defensive player of football this year. I mean, it's just he's devastating. He's everywhere. I mean, maybe it's Micah Parsons. He'd be it. He'd be it. I mean, Jones is Baron Donald this season. It's been insane. So, um, hey, listen, you know what? Bottom line, I don't know what the adjustments are, why it takes the adjustments that long to happen. but And it's something they do have to fix. Because at some point, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bite them in the ass. It's going to happen. But the homes, man. And they had a great defensive stand from the third quarter. And I let them get back in the game. A few more uh, super chats to get to. Um, our guy, Rhett, says, uh, Pacheco may be average, but he's better than Clyde. Clyde looked pretty sad walking up that tunnel after he got hurt. Yeah, never want to see players get hurt. The hell with turf. Outlaw it, please. Um, Anthony, again, guys, these are so generous. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Anthony says, uh, to Mr. V, Mr. V, oh, that's an interesting one. You're going to get called that at the PTA meetings. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're called Mr. PTA meetings. <laughs> so, that guy. After number 10 busted for 18 yards, second half, I couldn't help but think, let's pass for 25 more plays. Good call, fellas. Does Tobe coach or teach youngsters? What do you think, Verram? I think that Tobe, I think he just kind of, he has his philosophies. And I think he kind of, based off the results, it's very much like just across the board. This is how they, you know, this is what we want you to do. And we expect you to go out and do this. And I don't, I don't know that, I don't know that there's a whole lot of adjustment for like, oh, he's a young kid. It's very much like you're going to go out and just do it, which sometimes is not the wrong approach. I think it depends on the kid. Like some guys, I think you have to do that to them. Some guys, maybe not. By the way, the Chiefs are saying essentially, I think it's a high ankle sprain for Edwards Allaire. Um, so that he might be out for, I mean, hell, he might be out the rest of the regular season, if not, you know, at least a month, month and a half. Um, I actually will disagree with one thing, though. I do not think Pacheco's average. That kid, that kid can play. That kid can run. He's got a lot of speed, and he's for not being a huge guy, he can run people over. Like he can, he's got a lot of power in him. I, I, I'm not making him out to be Jamal Charles, but if they gave that kid the ball 15 times a game, I honestly think he'd be a guy who'd give you 75 to 100. Like I do. I think he he could really be a weapon for them that they need to use more. So real quick, I, I got to point this out. It's really hilarious. So McCall Hardman did not make the trip, <laughs> right? Didn't make the trip. He's at home. He's hurt. Um, and during the game, he tweeted, he almost threw his remote at the TV. Then he said, update, I threw my remote at the TV. Then he said, what happened? I can't see nothing. My TV broke. And if Richard, if you could put that photo up, he tweeted, <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't lying. I really did. That pretty good shot by McColl, too. Dead yeah, center. Bullseye. bullseye. Missed, missed the end of the game. He was so mad. Hilarious. Twister, now he knows what it's like. Now he knows if he ever drops a pass, if he's not on the same page with Mahomes, now he understands the fans. We ought to DM him and have, get him in here. Yeah, his, DM, his DMs are open, Verderam. Jesus, don't say that on the freaking live chat. What? Oh, no, they're public. They're open. His DMs are open. I, I know that. He's got that. Anybody foul. who goes to his, his profile gets it. I'm just saying, Chargers game. Gl- I, I know the last time this happened. Chris Jones, Chris Jones come on. Chris Jones came in. McCole Hardman's at home. He's got nothing to do. His TV's oh, broke. God, he can't even got, watch. You the, got hands. DM him. The post game. Um, <laughs> but um just that was the most new york thing verdam's ever said you I mean, got hands dm them come on yeah <laughs> by the way with pacheco incredible what he did on the ground 
It was a pleasure, a refreshing moment to watch him run the football. Does his lack of pass protection, or at least his, does that worry you? Is that why we did not see him earlier on? Because that looked bad. He got bulldozed. For, for Clyde, all the hate he gets, at times, he held up. Pacheco got bowled over. I thought he did all right there. I mean, Mahomes. I, I got run over. I could try. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he that Derek Gore. He him initially. Uh, <laughs> he didn't like Olay. He he didn't Olay him. He, he did his job. He got in the way. But like, how long do you want him to hold up out there? Like, Mahomes got to get the ball out when when Derwin James is coming and he's just got Isaiah Pacheco over there. First, <laughs> how long do you want him to hold on? Did any did anybody step up and DM Harden? I'm doing it right now. Like, I was gonna say, like, come on, we got to. Let's just be like, look, man, you broke your fucking TV, but your phone still works. Like, come on. Just be like, we had Chris Jones on after the last Chargers game. We got to keep the tradition alive. Fuck it. Isn't the NBA back? Who cares? If he does, it's hilarious. Bring him on. Um, listen, you know what? I, I just, I know it's kind of like a an overarching philosophical look, maybe, or whatever. But I, I think it's, this is the kind of game that forever, when I was a kid watching them, a teenager, a young, like, they, they'd never win these games. And now, for all the crap that they do that just sets you through the roof, I mean, they – I had no doubt as that game got tight in the fourth quarter, I had no doubt they were going to find a way to win the game. And I also had no doubt, no doubt in my mind, not a shred of doubt the Chargers would find some way to screw it up. No, I, I just – I had no question that would happen. And both things happened. Like the, the Chiefs scored, and then Herbert threw a pick. So it was it was like boom, boom. The world's right, and that's fine. Hey guys, to fill off a guy, don't start DMing Hardman. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of that. Or guys, yeah. not what the hell is going on. Slid um, into his DMs. Slid into his DMs. Still up. I love Tone B. That man has to have more than one TV in his house. Good point. No yeah. way. That's the only TV he has. Where he lives. Well, he's no got, chance. Yeah, he's got enough money to have another TV delivered uh, first thing tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah, right. You're best buy thing there. Can we have Black Friday? Yeah. yeah. Uh, another super chat um, from AJ. Let's remember how lucky we are to be Chiefs fans. Question. Realistically, what do you think is this team's Achilles heel? I personally think it's the first half coaching. Yes, coach. Hard to yeah. argue. I would agree. It's the in-game coaching. The in-game coaching is like playing Russian roulette with five in the chamber. It just... You never know what's gonna happen. Like it's like it's like the equivalent of going to a bar and just saying, like, you know what, bartender, whatever your choice. And he's like, How do you feel about tequila? You're like, had some bad experiences with tequila. And he's like, bottle of Cuervo? You're like, Yeah, bring it on. And then like and then like you're borderline like ready to, to go to an ambulance, and then you're like, I gotta adjust. I gotta adjust. <laughs> All right. I'm more of a rum guy. Like just go in and ask for a rum. Like, why? Like, why? Like, there's no reason you could just have a nice night. It could be normal. You don't have to be sitting there puking up Cuervo on the bar. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to recover. Like, I, my, they just have this tendency to just. I know, of course, they all work their asses off and they're watching film, but there really is time. To, there are times where you're like, did they watch film? Like, like I almost feel, and I know this doesn't happen, but I almost feel like they're on the sideline. They're like, "You guys know the Chargers are bad against the run." Big shit, are they really? Want to try that? Like I just, it's like it really feels that way. I know, of course, it's not the case, but it feels like that sometimes. Sterling, what are your thoughts on this defense, man? I mean, they're a little up and down. I get nervous 
with the, with the, with the secondary play, but I also feel like they're young. They're still growing up. The pass rushes, like, where is this defense going to be at the end of the year? Cause they're only going to like, they're going to face Joe Burrow. Right. But other than that, like pretty much the rest of the way, they're not facing any marquee quarterbacks. All due respect to Derek Carr. Who's, who's fine. Um, you know, and then they got to get to the playoffs, and it's going to be good quarterbacks, maybe. Uh, not if the Jets make it. Um, you know, um, are they going to be up? Are they going to be ready when it when it matters the most? Well, I want to see the defensive line continuously do this. The Chargers were obviously banged up on the offensive line. The Jags don't have the best O line. But five sacks, five sacks, we're seeing them progress. We're, we're seeing a nice timeshare with Frank Clark and Carlos Dunlap. Chris Jones, we've mentioned it multiple times, defensive player of the year. Mike Dana getting involved. That's where it starts. Cornerbacks can only be asked to hold so long before they're going to get beat. That's the way the NFL's built. It's the way offenses are created. All right, the offense, over time, they're going to get open. So it starts with the D-line. If they get pressure, it all trickles down from there. Uh, I've enjoyed seeing the young pieces in the secondary grow. I do think seeing Joshua Williams get playing time early on, we might look back and say that Trent McDuffie injury could be a blessing in disguise. Uh, and then the linebackers. Willie Gate Jr. had a great game. His past two games may be his best two in his NFL career. Nick Bolton, I think, for the most part, had a poor game, but he still found a way to put a stamp on it and make an impact. Uh, the defense is young. The safeties give me a little bit of worry. Uh, you know, Juan Thornhill, Justin Reed, they've not been the, the best tandem in the NFL, but it's hard to complain with the youth that they have going here. We knew this was going to be a growing, a growing season for the defense, and they've already exceeded my expectations. Love it. Uh, another super chat from uh, from AJ. Oh, no, we already did that one. Um, Gaming Bros. Uh, first of all, thank you guys for another amazing post-game podcast. Secondly, nothing is impossible with the two goats, baby. Let's fucking go. Um, Daniel comes back with another super chat. Thank you. The defense has youth in the secondary, and I feel like Spags can take more risks. Giovanni, I can't wait to see you live in KC. Convince my girlfriend to fly down from New York City to see you live. Dude, Giovanni, that's awesome. Remind us of that. That, that your girl came all the way from NYC. Uh, we'll get her. We'll get her a drink on us. Um, Levi says Matt V. Drink. She comes all the way from New York. She'll buy dinner, <laughs> right? Matt, right? Jeez. Okay, guys, you're gonna buy her dinner, and Patrick's buying her drinks. I mean, I'm not gonna sit down with her and have a candle at dinner. Right? She's all the way from New York. What are you, you got? No close. class? What's the matter with you? <laughs> Get her, oh, get her a plate. My God, oh, my. I'm not just going to say, oh, thanks for coming out. Here's Bud Light. Right. <laughs> Nickelodeon Ultra. Um, Levi says, Matt, Matt V, McCole Hardman, 10 million still. More more routing him up. No, I mean, listen, I, I would still be interested in resigning McCole Hardman. I would. I mean, I think, now look, also keep in mind, guys, like a lot of it has to do with years and structure and all, all that stuff. I mean, if the Chiefs got him at the price they want him, yeah. Like, I'm in the, I'm in the belief you get good players on your team. Like, look at how much their depth has mattered this year. Look how much it mattered tonight. Look how much it matters. It matters a lot. And so, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, you know, and by the way, I will say, everybody, listen, if you're in the air, you got to get out to that that thing we're going out to. December 11th, it's it's at Tanner's. Rainbow Road, Road Tanner's. Tanner's off of Rainbow Road, 39th right. and Rainbow. We're going to be there. And by the way, I'm going to be out there all weekend. I'm getting there Friday afternoon. Sterling and I... Just look for us in a ditch, okay? <laughs> I'll be out there on company dime. Zach, if you're watching, good luck to you. Um, I 
I mean, we're gonna have a good time. I I will at one point. I don't have to try to share tonight, but like I'll tweet out like, "Hey, we're at this bar. Come hang out with us." You know, yeah. I mean, so come come hang out. Come come check. I, I I would love to see everybody um, hang out. And then listen, you're gonna get to watch us during Sunday night games. I have a blood pressure of about 300 over 400, and we have a good time. Yeah. Um, but and look, it's uh, it's a great it's a great night to uh, the root for Patrick Mahomes. Who, by the way, at the podium tonight said uh, I had absolutely no doubt we were going to go down and score. Like, yeah, love that. Man. Anybody else, including the Chargers, by the way. Love that man. By the way, when we're in Kansas City on the Saturday, we're gonna. I can't say I can't say what, but we're gonna be yeah. doing something really friggin' cool. Yes, we are. That we'll it's be able to tell you about. Yeah, we'll be able to tell you about later later on down the line, but it's very exciting, and uh, you may even be able to get to partake in it in some way. By the way, I'm drinking a Winterbach from Casey Beer right now, and it's fantastic. Another super chat from TPT Chiefs Football Podcast. 2012, we went 2-14 and 14 with Brady, Quinn, and Castle. Now, 10 years later, we are never out of a game. It's awesome being a Chiefs fan and Jones, uh, and Jones play next year. I don't know what he means. Does that feel like 10 years ago, by the way? That feels like before I was born. <laughs> like 10 years ago, 2 and 14. I don't know. I was, I was, I was the editor on Arrowhead Attic during that time. Uh, it, it's like, uh, it's like non flashbacks for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, by the way, it's you, Luis, in the chat. Hey, bud, you know, they lost to the Bills. Well, you lost to the Chiefs tonight. Congratulations. Um, yeah. So good for, good for you. Twice. People have a lot of teams. Um, have fun. I, I look forward to Jets. losing to the Colts to be knocked out of the playoff race on Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah please. Come on now. Now, my, my God, stop it. Um, you know, at least, at least have your dignity. Um, <laughs> I, you know, it's, uh, it's really – it's wild, man. Tw- ten years ago – ten years ago, I, I was 24 and uh, still as angry as I am now. I <laughs> – I just you remember were a lot like, angrier. You were a lot angrier. It's honestly, it's a miracle that you guys didn't you, fire. You didn't, you didn't have your wife. You didn't have your kids. <laughs> it's a miracle. I think, it's fine. but I, I, um, no. I mean, it does look. It, everything is is just. It was BM, man. It was before Mahomes, and it felt like BM watching that. It, it, it was. I mean, it was brutal watching that 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 team play football or try to play football. But uh, it's like the dark ages. Who wants Medieval to talk times. about that? Mahomes is twenty seven. He's clear and away the front runner to be the MVP of the league. I mean, clear and away. So now you move forward, you know, and uh, you got a game next week. You ought to win handily, and you got to take care of business. We'll see what's going on with Thornhill and and a few other guys, but and they they got to feel great. Bucker, Harrison, Bucker, money like always nails. I'll give credit to Nick Lowry. I talked about you guys weren't in there in the pregame. I talked to Nick Lowry this week, and he goes, he's not 100%, but the only way you get through something like this, as long as you're healthy enough, you got to kick through it. It's mental at some point. You got to knock the rust off. He goes, look for a big game from Bucker at SoFi. It's the best place in the NFL to kick. Bucker nails. Perfect. This is the game we're going to look back on, I believe, and say this was the jumping off port jumping off point where Bucker got right. And maybe it, just his confidence. I mean, obviously confidence is a big part of kicking. When you're hurt, you're not feeling well, and you miss a couple, now you're in your head, right? So it's a great game for him mentally to be like, all right, I can do this, I'm fine, um, and hopefully that carries over. More Super Chats. Our guy Mike in Sweden, what's up, Mike? Um, 
knew it would be close. What are the odds of a first place by now? I mean, look, it's tight. And the Chiefs don't have a margin of error. I actually tweeted about this before the game. If the Chiefs had lost, they would have been in a five-way tie for the best record in the AFC. There's four teams behind them. Miami, I think, would have moved into the number one seed being idle. Um, so, you know, and, and the Chiefs, don't, they don't have the best AFC, you know, conference record. So there's some teams, they got a tiebreaker over the Titans, but there's some teams they don't. So this was another good step in that direction of really solidifying their chance at the number one seed. But look, they got to keep winning. As long as these other teams are right on their heels, they got to keep winning to make sure that they get there. Um, another super chat from AJ. Love you, man. Fun question. What, uh, what is the time where you guys had the most confidence in this team and when you had the least confidence during the Mahomes era? Oh, I was going to say the least confidence was any time before Mahomes arrived. Uh, <laughs> no, during <laughs> during the Mahomes era, probably during that stretch last year, they started three and four. Yeah, and they just they looked abysmal. Yeah, um, that has to be the low, the most. No lowest, I know for sure. What is overtime, it? Ahead, over, overtime, Bengals game, playoff game. When the Chiefs won the toss, I had zero hope. I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm not going to. Uh, Got a front when the Chiefs won that toss. I go, Mahomes is playing so abysmal right now. I've never seen Mahomes play like that. It was Chuck Knobloch esque. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that I will admit that was the lowest I've ever felt in the Mahomes era. And that's saying something that was what the AFC championship game? Yeah. Think of that. The lowest you felt during the Mahomes era was the AFC championship game. That's what it was for me. I, for you know, me, say, it, it, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say for me it oh, was um, it was when he got hurt mm. when when he got hurt on the quarterback sneak at Denver. Yeah. I was in a I was in a casino in a sports book in Las Vegas at the time actually, and I just put put my head down on the bar and the and the bartender <laughs> came up to me and she said, "Are you okay, sweetie?" And I just lifted my head and looked at her and went, "No." <laughs> was, it was really bad. I mean, and that's the year they won the Super Bowl. You know, yeah. I mean that was. It all hinged on if that if that had gone another way. By the, by the way, how old was the bartender? How you doing, sweetie? Just smoking doing, a cigarette. Sweetie? Hey, sweetie, yeah. you okay over there? It was Marge's <laughs> sisters from The Simpsons. Yeah, you could definitely you could like you could see the, the like the, the leathery skin from all the cigarettes, <laughs> right? I, I mean, I, I think the highest, the most comps I've ever had in them though with him. In fact, you're actually at this game was the game against Houston in the playoffs when they started coming back. Mm. I remember like <laughs> it was like 24 to seven and they snuffed out that fake punt ironically with Justin Reed. And I just immediately remember that I'm like, this game's over. Yeah. He, the, the Texans know they have to score like this. They just can't stop him. But I will also say in the fourth quarter of that Super Bowl after Wasp, I was at that game. The, mo- the the energy in that stadium, the momentum, you could just feel it. Like you knew the Niners were kind of on their heels a little bit. I I will contend forever. Even if Jimmy G hits that deep ball at the end of that game, Mahomes is taking that ball and going right down the field. Why yeah, do I'm people always forget, forget that? Yeah. I was at the game. I'm telling you right now, the Niners are so cooked defensively. He was going to take the ball and go right down the field. I, I, I don't even have a hesitation. So, you know, but I got to tell you right now, I feel pretty damn good about him. I mean, you could argue it's the best he's ever played, really. I mean, considering all the differences this year and, you know, trying to kind of fit new guys in and not having Tyreek. And, I mean, this, this is 
is better than 2018 season? He's, I, I think it is in one way. Like, he was amazing that year. But he was new to the league. There was a lot of, like, unknown with him and how do you play him and what do you do. And like Teams literally designed themselves to stop him. Like, the whole AFC West went out and did everything it could and the division's over and we are not at Thanksgiving. Like, <laughs> that's true. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah. the whole division was like, fuck that guy. And he was like, nope, never a touchdown. Game's all we went. Like, it's just, it's bonkers. So I, I think this year is the best he's ever played. I really do. Like, all things considered, it's just been, it's been absolutely comical how great he's been this season. And he's on. He is it. You're right. He's at. Uh, he had 25 touchdowns coming into this game, so three more. So he's at 28. That's a 47 and a half touchdown pace. And he's got some games coming up where you could see. I mean, when they play Houston, like you could see that being a game where they get in the red zone, and he has a, another four touchdown game, like. Five t- it's it's all on the table. Andy likes to throw down there. So um, more super chats. You guys are really incredible. Um, uh, from Evan, what a win! Love you guys. Can't wait to see you all in KC in a few weeks. Likewise, brother. And then TBT Chiefs Football Podcast again in 2018. Eight touchdowns and 20 interceptions. And I was asking about Ronald Jones. <laughs> oh, by the way, can we put put away the Ronald Jones? Well, Ronald Jones might get us if if, if Edwards Alaire is out. It could be Rojo time. Yeah, I'd say you stopped it just to start it because if if Clyde is out, it's going to be Ronald Jones, I would assume. I don't know how much he plays, though. With how great Pacheco's been on the ground with – I understand McKinnon's fumble, horrible timing. Give the Chargers credit. That was a great punch out. Great punch out. But they would have it all figured out. You run with Pacheco, your third down back's McKinnon. You have a nice timeshare that a lot of teams around the NFL use now. He's basically, again, he's on the active roster, but he's still insurance. Come on, let's be, let's be realistic. When they play the Rams next week, they'll run the ball four times. You know that's what's going to happen. Four rushes, that's it. Mahomes will throw 70 passes. Um, why don't we give away some hardware? Uh, time to give away some arrow. Heads, why don't you kick us off, Sterling? Who who are you giving some arrowheads the performance tonight? Ooh, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Sky Moore. Sky Moore is getting mine. That dude stepped up. I've been on the case for everyone. If you if you follow me on Twitter, you, you hear me on the show. I keep saying, don't worry about Sky Moore. He was always going to be behind Kelsey, Juju, MVS, Hardman. You know where he was going to be was basically number five in the pecking order. Well. A lot of injuries. Who stepped up? It was Sky Moore. He got his opportunity, and he just thrived. And you saw the route running. The route running was what he hung his hat on coming into the draft, and that's what he excelled in tonight. Got to give my arrowhead to Sky Moore. Love it. Love it. Verderam, who are you giving arrowhead to? So, I mean, first off, I'd have to give it. Pacheco was great tonight. You know, he deserves one. Um I think I think it's gotta be you gotta see Chris Jones. I mean Chris Jones and, and Dan are real. I mean you could almost say the whole front, but it, you know, those guys. Um the old man says his arrowhead goes to Tyler Palco for making him realize how great of a quarterback Patrick Mahomes is. 
Dude, well have your dad come down. Can your dad fly down too? Yeah. I will drink I, I, I wish, all man. night with that guy. My my dad is a one of the smartest fans you'll ever see watching a game. I mean, knows just knows so much intricately. Not even like like a film say, but just like knows the game. But also is a hilarious person. Like would be great at a, at a, at a a bar or a dinner. Uh, I, he is not coming out for the uh, December eleventh. However. He is going to retire early next year, and so the mob? is he. Is he? Is he a mob boss? I, I picture him as a mob boss, always wearing a pinstripe suit. You would be, be. You can't imagine how off you are. Like <laughs> my dad is an avid bird watcher who dresses in <laughs> khakis and a and a, a long sleeve shirt every day. Like, that's my father. Uh, hiking boots, like that's. Um, but he's the man. Love him. He. Uh, He's retiring, so maybe get him out there for the draft. Maybe get him out there for the draft. I know Maisie wants to go out in the world. My my daughter's convinced that if we go to Kansas City, she gets to meet Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Like I, I haven't told her that. She just thinks that. So when she found that I was going to KC in a few weeks, she's furious. She's like, you're going to meet them, and I'm not going to get to see them. Like, first of all, first of all, I've already met them. Second of all, like, you, that's, my, I'm like, that's my job. Well, it's my job. I've interviewed. I, I, I'm hanging out at the bar with them. But I was like, second of all, I'm like – we can't just knock at their house like you just show up. He's like, oh, I want to meet him. You you get to you know. So she so at some point we're though I think the whole her family's gonna have to go out there. I'm gonna have to set this up with the Chiefs PR. But uh, yes, a lot of arrowheads to go around tonight. A lot of them. By the way, the Chiefs Twitter account just buried the Chargers Twitter account. So you know you know this whole Twitter verification thing. Elon yeah. Musk, you know he he opens Eight up bucks. Twitter Blue and now all these people are verified. They're paying to be verified. And it's, you know, some people are using it to make fun of people like you're paying for Twitter verification because you're not important enough to be verified. It's all bullshit. But the Chiefs Twitter account retweeted a, retweeted a screenshot of the Chargers account. And it's, there's, if you if you hover over someone's checkmark, it either says basically they're verified because they're important or they're verified because they pay for it. And they and they they tweeted out a doctored image that says that the Chargers paid for Twitter. Or blue, and then they just did a, a the zipped mouth emoji. Uh, obviously, that's not the case that the Chargers didn't pay for Twitter Blue, but I actually had to go and check because if they had, it would have been the greatest thing ever. But whoever's running the Chiefs Twitter account, tip of the cap to you, sir or madam, hilarious troll of the twi- of the Chargers after that game. <laughs> and you could see in the comments. This is what Chargers fans do when they when they when they have nowhere else to go. They go, you live in Kansas or you live in Missouri. I'm in beautiful LA. Like when you know your team sucks. Oh, when you, you, when you, you love traffic? traffic? Right. Fuck LA. I've been to LA. I would live in Kansas. I've lived in the, uh, in the Northeast. Fuck that. Give no. me Kansas, baby. No, the Northeast is where it's at. But that being said, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I have been to Kansas City many times. I love coming to Kansas City. I've been to Los Angeles. I spent a week in LA. LA's weather's great. LA, at least where we stayed, I was about two blocks from Skid Row. All right, like I, th- there was no, there was no like, man, LA is beautiful. It was like, man, LA is like a pain in the ass to get anywhere. Oh yeah, it sucks. Like, we got the SoFi for the Super Bowl, and Patrick can, yeah. can verify this because he was at the game with me. We got there. Honest to God, the buses pulled up, felt like a mile away, and they were just like, get out. They just dropped us all off, like an ungodly amount of, of, of you know, of space away from the stadium. 
And we get in there and none of the credentials are working. Like they're trying to scan them and they can't do it. And so they can't verify. And like, all right, look, whatever. I'm just some Joe Blow asshole. They can't verify me. Sam Farmer, who's been an LA Times columnist, an LA Times columnist for about 30 years, is standing there with me because they can't verify that Sam is Sam Farmer. And they're like, I don't know. I don't know. We got to get somebody else down here. I mean, LA, they can keep Los Angeles. Hey, what are, and what are the, and I walk right through. <laughs> you guys are on the beat all the time and I just walk right in. I thought yeah, I lost you. I thought you got went into an alternate dimension. I'm like texting you from inside a stadium. I'm like what this happened? Year. This year um, it's a desert baby. It's Glendale. Yeah. Um, absolutely hilarious. All right. Um, who am I going to give an arrowhead to? There's a lot of candidates in this one, but it's got to go to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. It just has to, they don't win the game without Patrick Mahomes period. Stop full stop. End of story. He's absolutely incredible. What a joy to watch. What a joy to be sitting there being like, oh, man, we're losing by four, and there's a minute 30 left. They left Mahomes way too much time. He might be able to score three touchdowns in a minute, in a minute uh, 30 with, with two timeouts. So I got to give one to him. And uh see, I'm going to hand out another one. Kick. I'm feeling – what? Butker didn't miss a kick. Butker. First time all year they didn't miss a kick. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God for him. Bucker gets one. And I'm going to go ahead and give one here. You got to get some on the defensive side of the ball. We didn't give one to Chris Jones. Chris Jones, obvious. I gave obvious. it to Huh? I gave it to I gave him an arrowhead. Yes. So be listening oh, I on the podcast. I wasn't listening. I was, I'm doing oh, four, I four five either. different things here. Um, all right. All right. Let's give somebody else on defense. Um, how about Nick Bolton? Uh, I'm going to give it to Nick Bolton for coming through at the end after the bungled play. Um, it it was huge. He sealed the game. They didn't get another chance after that. Um, and I, I also want to give one to Justin Herbert for that ill-advised <laughs> throw. <laughs> Justin Herbert earned his arrowhead today. I will say, in all all seriousness, like as much as we go nuts about the coaching staff, which does, they deserve. I, I firmly, but they firmly deserve what the, the crap they get for the way they come into a lot of these games. They are very good at adjusting at halftime. They've done that repeatedly this year. I thought it was interesting. Like the Chargers, literally, they just they just could not adjust at all. Like the second half of the game, and it was like Lombardi and Sailor was just like, I, I don't know, I don't know. I hope hope for the best. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone get out there. Like it just, put a blindfold on, light a cigarette, and call it a day. It was like they came to the game with one plan, and when that stopped working, it was just like, ah, this shit, I just wail it to Allen and hope for the best. I, You know, I mean, and I don't want to hear, by the way, if I hear one Chargers fan about, oh, you know, Mike Williams left the game, I don't care. The Chiefs are missing a plenty of guys. That, By the way, that's the NFL. That's also what happens when you're a guy with a high ankle sprain who's normally out like four to six weeks. The Chargers are like, hey, he had one full practice this month. He's good. He's like a two hundred percent. When I yeah. saw that, I was like, "Bullshit." Yeah, he's hurt. Yeah, I mean, and immediately I felt bad. I'm like, "Oh my god, he's hurt again!" Like it's just, you know. And by the way, they did the same damn thing against the Chiefs the first time with JC Jackson. They ran him out there. Everybody's like, "Hey, probably he's not ready." Like, ah, he's good. It's torched by Justin Watson. Doesn't play the following week. Like it's just, I think the Chargers knew, like we all knew, if they didn't win that game, that division was absolutely over. And they tried to do everything they could. And I commend Williams for trying. I mean, hell, it's going to have to hurt. You know, I give him credit. But I'll tell you what, man. If you're the AFC West, you got to just be God almighty. Like, what is it going to take? I mean, what is it going to take? I mean, you did 
all this, and you're, you're three games out. And, and, and by the way, the Raiders-Broncos game, for anybody who saw that game today, hilarious. Like, just the most ridiculous football game in the world. You know, but the thing about it, those teams all went out there and did everything they could. The damn Broncos and Raiders are five games back. They're five games back. They're not even going to make it to Christmas. I mean, it's, it's just incredible. They, they really, well, let me just think actually for a second. So how many games did Chiefs have left? Well, they have seven left? Yep. Is that right? Seven left. Yeah, they're eight and two, yeah. If they win against the Rams mm-hmm. and the Broncos and the Raiders both lose next week, is that it? It'd be six to go. Like mathematically speaking. Yes. Yeah. Would they clinch over those two clown shows before they even get to December? I have to. I Now I have to know. I, I have to. I'm, I'm going to look this up on 538 because if, if it is, I will be an insufferable asshole on Twitter the entire day. Um, oh, is that like, like, different than know. normal? Yeah. Is that say, not that unique? Strange, but, um, also, by the way, me. that that game, that, that win by the Chiefs, knocks the Chargers, the preseason AFC West champions, to the nine seed, meaning they're not in the playoffs. At five and five, they're behind the Jets and the Bengals. And the Patriots, that division could send three teams to the playoffs, which could make it really difficult for the Chargers to get back in. I think if they get if they get their receivers back, they got a shot. But if, if we're sitting here this time next year, which I hope we all are, and none of us, you know, die, um, is wow. Sean Payton the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers? I, I wrote an entire column that that they'd be insane not to explore. It. By the way, they would both be mathematically eliminated. <laughs> Great. <laughs> And the Raiders are at Seattle, who's off a bye, so they're losing. And Denver's at Carolina, which would not be just fitting. Would not be the most fitting way Denver gets eliminated, losing like Baker Mayfield. <laughs> just some half-empty stadium getting their ass kicked. Um, no, you know, uh, I don't know. What the hell? What did you ask? I asked him. How many Casey Bears have you had, Ram? I asked if Sean Payton would be, this time next year, will be the head coach of the Chargers. No, I don't know that he will be, but I think he should be. I mean, if I if I were the Chargers, if like they go nine and eight and they'll make the playoffs this year, my God, man, I I would fire Staley in a heartbeat and, make, and I'd call up Peyton and say, look, man, what what's it going to take? Ten million bucks a year, twelve million bucks a year. Now here's the one caveat though. He is under contract for the next two seasons with the Saints. They have to acquire him. They cannot just sign him. So if you're the Saints, I mean, what are you asking for? You know, th- there haven't been a lot of coaching trades, but like Gruden got traded 20 years ago from the Raiders to the Bucks. They got two firsts and two seconds for him. Now, I don't think that that would happen. I do not think that they'd get that. But would they get their first? Would they get Would they get two seconds? I mean, it, it would. if I'm the Saints, I'd ask for a lot. I'd ask for a lot. Why not? What are they going to do? You know, they either don't give it to you and they don't get them or they, they cough it up. So – I why? think it's an attractive job. You got Herbert, but. Why did yeah. you bring this up? Because now you were just reminded me that the Chiefs traded for Herm Edwards. That's right. They did. Yeah, those were times oh. where we all should have been drinking Clorox. God almighty. We traded for Herm. Traded. What was it? Like a, four, a fourth round pick. Yeah. A fourth round pick. Overpaid. They traded for Herm Edwards for, for years of misery. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> I can't believe we did that. Oh I just can't believe you 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 pulled a Shanahan with the 49ers. Are we going to be alive next year? Well, is anyone going to be alive on Sunday? <laughs> when asked if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starting quarterback 
Hey, man, have you seen the stock market? It's bad. It's bad out there. It's it's gone up a little bit <laughs> from where it was. It's not ideal. Long, My Roth IRA is not looking ideal. <laughs> as long as Patrick Mahomes is playing quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, I'll do. I'll I'll I'll, I'll drink unicorn blood to stay alive. Calm down. <laughs> God, I mean, calm down. Where are you getting the fucking unicorn? Harry it's Potter just, reference. Come on. It's a Come terrible, on. terrible bunch of books. Um, <laughs> uh, it's right. This stuff's crap. Um. Read something that's nonfiction. Learn something. Uh, I'm gonna buy I read 42 books a year, Vertoram. I just well, read a book. Good for you. You're learning something. I read a book about the Berlin Wall. Finished it yesterday morning, asshole. When's the last book? What, what was the last oh. book you read, pal? It wasn't a football book. It wasn't a football book. Right behind me. I'm reading a book about D Day. It's like 600 pages, you, you dick. Okay, when you so- start that, are you, are you doing a LeBron James first page only? Just making sure. <laughs> Although that is hilarious if he does it. No, I, I, uh, I'm working my way. I can't read like you, man. I don't know how the hell you do that. My God. I don't know how the hell. Like, I, that I cannot do. I read like, read like chapter night or something. But I I, uh, I try to read now. A lot of my books I will say. I'm looking at my, my shelves right now, and at least 90% of them are football. Um, but, uh, you know, listen, I'm reading. I'm learning. I'm, you know, I'm trying left to right, top to bottom. You know, do what you can. Um yeah, you know what? I know we're wrapping up here and getting damn close to it. But um, first of all, again, thank you to everybody watching. I mean, my God, we have a huge group of people here tonight, which is great. Um, and secondly, again, I'm just going to say it one more time because we're going to be out there. I don't, I'm not trying to be the dead horse, but it'd be great to see everybody. Like, it really would genuinely just be a lot of fun. Um, the watch party. Look, they're playing Denver. Denver just lost at home to the Raiders. Denver's three and seven and an absolute dumpster fire at this point. Um, hopefully that's a game we can all just enjoy. And I'm not there having an absolute mental breakdown because they're, they're just doing everything imaginable to keep Denver in the game. But yeah, you know, by the way, I don't know if you guys noticed, um, you see uh Fonz use at the chiefs game tonight. Yeah. Fonz Mahomes. Yep. He's apparently a huge Mahomes fan. So, yeah, he did an interview on the Rich Eisen show, yeah, and he was yeah. just like, he was waxing, literally waxing poetic about Mahomes. He was just like, he's so incredible. Yeah, it was awesome. It's a great clip. Look it up. Also, and uh, Chris Albright, sending me a care package. Thanks, man. You uh, you've sent me a few things in the past. You're, you're the man. Um, it's uh, it's also fun. Like, so you got Fonzie, who is a Chiefs fan, and then afterwards, after the game. Uh, you know, the Kelsey brothers do a podcast, which if you don't watch is you're missing out. It's, it's fantastic. It's, it's an awesome podcast. And they were joking on the last show. They're like, we got to get Mahomes on. And you know, and then they're like, you got to get Andy Reed on. And Kelsey, you know, G- uh, Travis Kelsey was like, oh, I don't think get Andy Reed on. Well, Mahomes is tweeted out. He's going to go on the show next week. So that should be, uh, that should be must see. Uh, oh, podcasting. That's incredible. Um, two, two minutable tweets here from, from Mrs. Mahomes. Uh, Brittany Mahomes about an hour ago, she tweeted, man, do I love when Patrick talks shit, which is hilarious. And from Lewis Riddick, whose opinion on football, I respect maybe more than anybody's. Absolutely love Lewis's analysis said, uh, you can have all the MVP discussions you want. The race is over. And I think we all know what he means. I I think it is over. I mean, unless unless he just plays like absolute garbage the rest of the way, like who the hell's catching him? Right now, the odds, Alex Gold, uh, who, who does radio work in KC and terrific guy, he tweeted out that right now Mahomes is minus 150 to win the MVP. That's impossible. 
I, I mean, yeah. for people who don't know, like normally, like, even a favorite's like three to one, four to one, you know, whatever. Minus 150 means that if you bet a hundred bucks, like you're only winning 50. Because it just he's such an overwhelming favorite at this point. Hurts is second, then Tua, then Josh Allen. Well, let's be honest. I mean, if he if he plays even just halfway decent, that race is toast. That race is absolutely toast. Yeah, if he keeps up his touchdown pace in this yard, I mean, he's you look at the schedule. You look at the schedule. If he's healthy, I don't. I just don't. He'd have to have some sort of weird mid like mid season meltdown. Like he's probably only going to get better as the season goes on, and more time with his receivers. Well, Chad Henney is going to be playing every single fourth quarter, so we got to factor that into the equation here. I would factor in one thing, all kidding aside. If they are coming down the stretch and they're playing Houston and Denver and the Raiders and he's gunning for 50 touchdown passes again, they're going to be insufferable. They are going to be – uh, he's going to be throwing it nonstop inside the five-yard line. Well, I mean, no, it's, gonna, it's a little touch pass. It's going to be touch yeah. pass central, baby. All these <laughs> shovel passes and he's quick. Oh, I mean, they're going to be they're going to be doing everything imaginable to make sure. And I also believe too. Don't forget the 16th game of the year, not the last game. The 16th game of the year. It's against Denver at Arrowhead. If he can break Manning's record in that game. You will see them in the hurry up of 41 to 10 with two minutes left. Like they will be just gunning it up and down the field trying to break that. They don't care. Andy's aware of that kind of stuff. He's done it in the past. They will absolutely do it again. What a game. I mean, I was so furious in the first half. I was was so mad. Um, And I'm usually, you know, Sterling and I, I would say, probably are the ones that lean optimist in this, in this, uh, in this outfit. Um, Verderam is very spur of the moment. Something good happens. It's the greatest fucking team alive. The greatest yes. fucking team can't stop him. Yes, he's like a raw. He's a raw nerve. It's one of my favorite things about Verderam is you're going into the game and he'll be like, "They're gonna kill him. They're gonna kill him. They're better. They're gonna. They're gonna kill him." And then after the, you know, you get to halftime and he's like, "They always fucking do." <laughs> but God bless him. He always comes back to believing in his team. I really like I, I mean go back and watch the halftime show. I killed them for the whole show. But I was like, they're probably gonna win. Like they'll probably still win because they find ways. But yeah, it's it's frustrating in the sense of they're so talented. You're like, God, if you just if you just coach and 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 play like a normal team for 60 minutes, like they would never lose. I mean, obviously they would actually lose occasionally, but they they would blow out teams a lot more than they do. That being said, what is the point of football? It's to win. And they win. They win more than anybody since Mahomes has been there. So, you know, look, the bottom line is they're 8-2. and two. They are going to win the AFC West. They're the number one seed in the AFC. And they are absolutely the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl right now. I mean, it doesn't mean they're going to. Shit happens, whatever. They are the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. Because I'll tell you, one thing I will say, and I feel very confident about this, they get to the Super Bowl, they are killing whoever comes out of the NFC. And and I and I actually have a lot of respect for Philly. I truly do. I, I don't think Philadelphia is going to throw the ball with Kansas City in that game. I, I think if Mahomes gets to the Super Bowl after what happened a couple of years ago, you couldn't pay me enough to bet against him. There is no way in hell. Like I'm sorry. Well, if, the, back, well, Ram, if it's a noon game Kirk, and the Vikings get there, yes. Kirk Cousins, yeah. <laughs> it's, 
I just I don't think there's anybody coming like I'm sorry, Jimmy G and and Dak and, and I like Dak, but like there's no way, man. I'm sorry if they get into that game after what happened to them a couple of years ago in it, good luck. To me, if they lose the playoffs, it's gonna be on the AFC side. It's gonna be some game where Miami scores 40 points or Buffalo plays great or the you know the Bengals pick them like if they get to the Super Bowl. I, I would I would be very shocked and disappointed in them if they lost again. I, I just I don't think there's any. But listen, that is a hell of a long way from right now. Right now they got the Rams up next, and that's a game that they have to win. That's a, that's all. That's listen in NFL terms, that's a layup. That is a layup of a football game. Rams you got to go out and handle your business. They're bad. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they get to the Super Bowl if they end up playing Tampa Bay. I know they've been asked this year. They're five and five, but you look at their schedule, man. Cleveland, New Orleans, San Francisco. They got to play the Bengals, Arizona, Carolina, Atlanta. If they even play, you know, 75% to their potential, they're going to get in the playoffs. They're going to win that division. I just don't. I know you said you respect the Eagles. I think, I think the Eagles are frauds. I've thought that all year. I think the NFC is terrible. They're benefiting from playing in a terrible week conference. I just, I don't buy it. I don't believe in them. They almost lost to the Colts today. I know that's ironic because the Chiefs did lose to the Colts. Nope. But, but just, just wait and see. Just wait and see what happens to the Eagles. They're not going to make it to the Super Bowl. That's my prediction. I, uh, I'll tell you right now, they play Tampa, and I never like Brady in the playoffs. It, it is what it is. That guy is the GOAT for a reason. If they saw them in the Super Bowl, I really like. I couldn't bet enough money. Like I can't bet since I cover the league. But if I could, like I'd be, I'd be trying to pull like a property deed to lay down. <laughs> like Mahomes in that game, I, I can't even express the amount of confidence I'd have. Like there's no Barrett, unfortunately, towards Achilles. He's out. Like oh my god, that would be. They they would honestly, I think, forego the two minute warning to just keep moving the football. But that's fine. Just keep it. Like well. Just, you know, let the clock right. I don't know. I think really though, you know, they got a long way to go. They got to get there, and injuries happen, and slumps happen, and all that stuff. I mean, we got to be real about that. But if they get into the playoffs and they're healthy, I think it's about getting to the Super Bowl because I think if they got there, good luck. I I, I think they would be so through the roof motivated to win that game, and I just don't think anybody in the AFC is as good as them. I, I I don't. I think the AFC playoffs are much harder, but. Again, they got, they got a, you know, a lot of football left to play. They got seven games left. That's two months of football. They've got to handle their business, stay healthy, all of it. That's what I want. I want Mahomes to retire Brady in the Super Bowl. Give it to me. All right, everybody, we got to get out of here. I want to read some of the post-game reaction and drink one more Casey beer um, before, before I hit the sack. So, listen, again, if you like this podcast, hit the subscribe button. If you're not subscribed, Hit the thumbs up button, like this video so more people can see this victory party. And of course, if you're in the Kansas City area, December 11th, Tanner's Bar and Grill on Rainbow, we're going to be there for Chiefs Broncos. It's going to be a blast. Check the link in the description. Go to the Eventbrite RSVP. It doesn't guarantee you a seat, but it gets you an extra five raffle tickets. We're going to be giving away a ton of crap. Casey Beer's doing it with us. Tanner's is going to be Tanner's gift cards and I don't know what KC beer is bringing. They've got a ton of awesome swag. We're going to have swag. We're, we're debuting a, a special design. The first 50 people are going to get in on it. It's going to be absolutely awesome. Um, all right. Everybody.
everybody. We got to get going. Thank you so much for your support. All of our members, if you're interested in becoming a member of the Airhead Attic Podcast, check out the info in the description. We'd love to see you in our private Discord for members only. Um, next week, we'll be back. Shows all week, starting on Tuesday. We'll see you guys then for Rams Week, uh, for Sterling Holmes, Matt Verder, and producer Richard. My name is Patrick Allen. We'll see you next week. Until then, go Chiefs. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 